Hello everybody and welcome back. This is episode 2 of the Land of Lincoln Prep Football Podcast. We do have a name now. Uh, my name is Robbie Jeffers and what a way to kick off the Illinois high school football season. Week 1 last week. Uh, big performances that we're going to talk about uh, in this area as well as look forward to week 2 in the Central State 8, the Sangamo and the South Central Conferences. Uh, we got a lot of things to talk about. And we're going to make some uh, picks and, and predictions, talk about each game in the area, as well as highlight some games of the week. Uh, so let's get started. All right, I want to start with the Central State 8 recap of week one. And we'll get into week two picks and all that good stuff. Uh, week one game of the week we had was Springfield High at MacArthur. And boy, this game did not disappoint week one Central State 8 uh, contest. Very low scoring affair. MacArthur comes out of this one winning 8-6. Uh, scored on a two-point conversion, a jump pass actually, with uh, 7.2 seconds left. And really, there's still question marks going forward around both teams, uh, especially uh, Springfield High offensively. Late in the game, you saw a freshman quarterback in there and Rashad Rochelle kid looks like he's got all the physical ability to, to play that position the question will be how how quick is that learning curve going to have to be for him as a freshman playing at a varsity speed uh, you know from what I could tell the ball was coming out of his hand he was making quick reads he was making great throws he had he did have a, a pass that was tipped and picked um, you know late in the game but uh, that's something to watch going forward. Obviously, for MacArthur, you have to be happy coming out of it with a win, but also from what they saw in the positions that they needed somebody to step up and fill that production that the Brummets left, uh, you know, that they've got to be happy with what they saw. Obviously, neither team wants to, you know, keep scoring one offensive touchdown a game. They know that, uh, and everybody else knows that you won't be able to sustain. Uh, any type of success in the Central State 8 that way. So going forward, obviously, that'll be a focus for both teams. But uh, great game week one over there in Decatur. MacArthur takes one that one. Takes that one, rather, 8-6. to six. Uh, Looking at some other games in the conference, Sigurd Hart Griffin over U-High. Some of the players that we talked about for Sigurd Hart Griffin did show up and show out for the Cyclones week one. Uh, we talked heavily about Sam Sweetland and about how this is his team and how uh, you know, they're, they're going to try to do a lot of things to the air. What I thought was encouraging for, for SHG was uh, what, they, what they had on the ground um, to supplement that uh, when maybe Sweetland wasn't having the greatest game right out of the gate through, I think, a couple picks. Um, so it's going to take a little bit of time to get settled. And he's got some newer newer guys around him too. Um, obviously, Charlie Hamilton was was a guy that he's been. It's been well documented. One of the best players in the area in Springfield area. Uh, he caught a touchdown pass. Uh, Alex Sweetland had a had a nice long touchdown run. Uh, also recovered a fumble. He's affecting both sides of the ball. I think he blocked a kick uh, as well, maybe. Um, but you know, impact guys that we talked about. Showed out week one. I was impressed with Alec Tabora. A couple touchdowns on the ground. Uh, he he looks like he's going to be a, a force uh, maybe the rest of the year if he can if he can get that. They've got so many athletes. Uh, you know that's going to be something that. And Isaiah Thompson, a sophomore, 
um, stepping into maybe that Spencer Red type role. He looks on the field. He looks almost identical to what Spencer Red was. So um, I think that that's something that's encouraging for SHG and Ken Leonard. Obviously, he's got to be happy with that. This game was overshadowed a little bit by by that U high injury, Savion Jackson. Uh, it sounds like he's going to be okay going forward. I'm not sure exactly when he's going to be joining the team back. I heard maybe even as early as this week. Uh, but obviously, SHG uh, put a running clock on him. Injury happens. They call the game. Uh, you hate to see that anywhere at any level, uh, especially here at this level. Savion Jackson sounds like he's a great athlete. He's going to be a great athlete for U high. It sounds like this wasn't maybe as serious as, um, obviously very serious at the time, but the outcome sounds like it's more positive than, than maybe some expected. So that's great news. But uh, SHG walks away with this one. Uh, I believe it's 42 to nothing, moved to 1-0, and Pioneers dropped to 0-1. Rochester and Southeast. Uh, this one was, uh, again, turnovers. Um, Rochester offensively turned the ball over, I believe, three interceptions uh, for for Clay Bruno uh, that's gonna have to be something that you know and I'm sure Derek Leonard's working with him already and has already you know they've already tried to figure th- some things out um, I don't think with conditions the way they were wet balls and stuff like that um, I don't think that this is something that you'll probably see going forward there were a lot of turnovers all over the area uh, this week and I, I you know that's just kind of a part of it when you have the conditions the way they were uh, but obviously, uh, Rochester still rolled 35 to, I believe, eight, six, maybe at 35 to six. Uh, as far as Southeast goes, uh, it sounds like they're fighting hard. They fought until the end of the game, even being down. Uh, Derek Leonard says that's a playoff team. Um, they're no matter what their record says, the way that they're fighting, that's got to be encouraging for coach Lauber. Uh, and if they can get to that five-win mark, hopefully they can, then uh, you know that's something that's, that's going to be great for that program going forward with it sounds like the effort that they're putting out that should translate to, to wins. Uh, or, I'm sorry, Rochester takes this one week one, uh, 35-6, move to 1-0. Chatham-Glenwood over Landfear. Uh, and so this one was pretty much what we thought it was going to be. Um, Glenwood has a, what seems to be now, a four-headed monster at running back. Uh, you got Schiff, you got a couple other guys. Um, (laughs) if they can keep that on the ground with what Lennon has, his ability with him throwing the ball, watch out for Glenwood. We talked about it. I think Glenwood can, can make some upsets and, and potentially, tie or win this conference if, if some things go their way. And, and it, you know, credit to Lanfear. I thought they, from what I could tell, I thought they were playing hard. Uh, unfortunately, when you come up a team like this and this experience and all these things, um, it seems like Glenwood maybe just had some better athletes, maybe especially on the line, uh, which makes a huge difference uh, in games like these. Uh, it's tough for Lanfear really to do much. However, uh, you did see some positive things from Lanfear uh, in week one, but Glenwood just too much for him. And then um, one game that surprised me, uh, Eisenhower and Jacksonville. Jacksonville took this one, um, and I, 
I've you know I I will admit I was wrong. I picked Eisenhower because of what I thought they had talent wise. I thought that 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 maybe that would uh, swing the you know the momentum or the favor in their way. And Jacksonville, I think, just came to play. And Eisenhower still trying to figure it out. Uh, new coaching staff, new schemes, new players. Um, it looks like they didn't have a lot of uh, success uh, through the air throwing the ball. One guy that we talked about at you know I I, I really spotlighted week one was Torjon Evans. I believe he had 122 on 11 carries. Um, so with what they from what I saw as far as numbers uh, passing the ball and then what Torjon Evans was able to do. I would expect him to get the rock a lot more uh, going forward, and that's something that they're going to have to figure out going forward. You know, obviously, it's they're going to have to settle in and figure out who they are um, as a team, not just offensively or defensively, but as a team, as a program, they're going to have to to establish that identity. Uh, probably a little bit of a culture change there over indicator at Eisenhower. Uh, that's something that that over time I think will will happen. Um, just not quite there yet, and so we saw Jacksonville take this one over Eisenhower week one. As far as picks, last week we went three and two. We got SHG, Rochester, Glenwood, the big three. We got those. Those were pretty easy. Um, I picked Springfield high over MacArthur, uh, and obviously MacArthur took that one. Jackson picked Eisenhower over Jacksonville. Jacksonville took that one. So we were three and two in the CS8 week one. Uh, looking forward to week two. Ooh, big games. Big games. And no, it doesn't get any bigger than Glenwood at Sacred Heart Griffin. Um, <laughs> again, I think this is probably not just, and I'll go ahead and spoil it. This is my game of the week in the CSA. There's no question. Probably the game of the week in in. Maybe the state. I don't, I, I, I don't know what other conferences are, are um, you know, what they've got and, and as far as week two goes, but it would be hard. You're going to be hard-pressed to find a game that has more talent on the field at once than Glenwood and SHG. And I'm sure that there's probably somebody up north that would dispute that and somebody way south that would dispute that. In this central Illinois region... There's not a game week two that you're going to find that's going to beat this one. This one is where it's at, and if you can make it to Sacred Heart Griffin, you make it to West Campus on, on Friday night, uh, I would recommend you do so because this one's going to be great, and I, I, I can't wait. I just can't wait. You uh, high at Rochester. Uh, obviously, we talked about tough, tough week one for you high. everything that happened, not just on the field, off the field, you know, well, I say off the field, but as far as uh, health goes, um, you know that was that's a tough situation to deal with. Again, it sounds like that's going to turn out positively. So, you know, hopefully that that maybe that rallies the program. Uh, we'll see. Uh, Rochester's still got a lot of things to figure out, uh, but you high at Rochester, uh, Jacksonville at MacArthur. Uh, both team, both of these teams looking to go two and zero, and this is this one Saturday at Milliken at seven o'clock. Um, some a player to watch in this one, um, Chris Poley, Jacksonville running back, ran for one forty six last week. Uh, a name that we haven't heard a ton of, 
Uh, obviously, a big performance last week, and, and we'll see if he can keep it going. Uh, Eisenhower at Landfear, uh, and both of these teams are still looking for their first win. Uh, again, player to watch for Eisenhower toward John Evans. We talked about 122 on 11 uh, last week. I look for him to get the ball a lot more uh, this week versus the Lions. Springfield High at Southeast. Uh, Southeast, as we talked about, they played tough, and and Springfield High lost that close one. Um, this is another game where still, you know, one team's looking to get on the board. Uh, both teams are looking to get on the board. Uh, one team's going to walk away uh, one and one, and the other one's going to go away zero oh and two. Player to watch: Springfield High quarterback Rashad Rochelle. If he's still in there and he's playing, um, you know, this is Southeast is. Uh, it sounds like they're for real. Uh, as far as what they have potentially uh, going forward, so this is going to be big for uh, Rashad Rochelle. If he if he's in, if he's the one that's back there, uh, I think he can he can do some things for uh, Springfield High. But uh, let's get into week two picks. I've got I do have Southeast over Springfield High, just because of all the things that we've talked about with effort and and they're playing hard. And I think they've still they, obviously they have athletes. Uh, you know, line play is going to be going to make a, a big difference here. Uh, I'll take Southeast over Springfield High. Eisenhower over Landfear. I think Evans is going to be too much. MacArthur over Jacksonville. That week one win, uh, I, I think, really is going to keep their momentum going. And Jacksonville still, you know, they got to respect that they won that first one. Um, but they, they, they still seem a bit undermanned in the Central State 8. And uh, I have no doubt that they'll play hard, but I, I'm, I've got to go with uh, MacArthur over Jacksonville. Rochester over UHI. Uh, Rockets are too much for the Pioneers this week. Uh, and unfortunately, UHI is going to drop to 0-2, I believe. Game of the week, we talked about at Glenwood and SHG. Uh, this one's at West Campus. It's, you know, SHG is going to have tons of people there. Glenwood's going to have tons of people there. Um, I, I think that there's going to be some things break in the favor of Glenwood. And I'm going to take Chatham Glenwood. This is an upset. I'm going to take Chatham Glenwood over SHG to have them go to 2-0. and And really, I think this is where we get into, obviously, it's still early. But I think this is where we get into. Now we start talking about as we go on throughout the season, can Glenwood, obviously if they win out, they're going to be the conference champs. If, if they can, even if they, if, even if they take one as an L to Rochester, you've got to have, uh, you know, you, you, you can imagine that depending on what's going to happen with uh, SHG and Rochester in the Leonard Bowl, you got to think Glenwood's going to have a, a great shot if they can take care of business to at least force a three-way tie uh, in the in the Central State Eight. Um, obviously, it's super early, so that may be way premature, and I'll I'll own it if I'm wrong. But I think that Glenwood's going to take this one, and I think you're going to see a big-time performance from Luke Lennon. So. Uh, give me Glenwood over SHG, Rochester over UHI, MacArthur over Jacksonville, Eisenhower over Landfear, and Southeast over Springfield High. 
that's our week two uh, preview of the Central State Eight. Uh, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back with our, our Sangamo recap and uh, week two preview and predictions. All right, jumping into week two of the Sangamo. Um, real quick, I want to go over week one and uh, kind of what we saw. Uh, we were perfect as far as picks go, 5-0, and oh, so that's great. Uh, no real surprises in the area. Moroa Forsyth over North Mac. Uh, Moroa was Moroa. Uh, dominated offensively. Uh, a couple mistakes. Uh, I think a couple picks there by, by Ian Benner. Um, otherwise, he looks very, very solid. I think he's going to have a huge year. Uh, North Mac fought and fought for you know probably a good a good half. Um, in the end, Moreau was just too much. Moreau took that one, uh, moving to one and zero. Plains over Porta. This one was a, a big time performance from Lucas Western. Uh, Two forty four on the ground. Uh, who can stop Lucas Western will be the, the question. Uh, now in the Sangamo, uh, probably for the rest of the year, uh, he's going to obviously be a big focal point of each, you know, each defense. Uh, defensive coordinators in the Sangamo are going to have uh, have some fun trying to figure out how to stop him. Uh, and then, you know, the, what's what's crazy is they've got so many athletes on the outside too. If you load the box on Western, they're going to throw over the top of you. Uh, and so we saw a little bit of both, but obviously Lucas Western was the highlight of that that game. Uh, and and Plains took that one over Porta. Uh, Auburn over New Berlin. This one was, I, I, I think, yeah, the closest game of the Sangamo in week one. Um, ch- you know, obviously, Destin Chance, big performance, uh, had a pick that sealed the game week one. Uh, Auburn took this one 26-20. I expect good things from New Berlin going forward, though. They, they, they look like they haven't really skipped a beat. Obviously, a big loss with Trevor Campardo uh, leaving. Uh, you know, very shortly before the season, uh, you know, Coach Lee steps up, uh, and I don't, I don't think, from what I could tell, I don't think they missed a beat uh, in Week One against Auburn. Uh, look for good things from New Berlin, but Auburn takes this one, moves to one and zero. Pittsfield over Riverton. Uh, this one, I picked Pittsfield just because they had home field. I didn't expect them to uh, to to clock Riverton. Um, however, uh, they took that one fifty-one to seven, I believe. And they moved to one and zero. And then our game of the week was Williamsville and Athens. Heard some different things about this game. Um, Williamsville's offensive line dominated. Athens was down a starting lineman, uh, and the quarterback Cody for Williamsville is for real. Uh, he had two hundred five in the air and uh, spread the ball around pretty evenly. Uh, Williamsville is is just like you know. It's just like Maroa. It's just like Rochester. It's just like SHG. Uh, they're going to reload. And what they lost last year, they lost a ton of a ton of senior experience, senior leadership, uh, and they're just plugging plugging guys in. And the, the bullets are going to keep rolling. Um, so Williamsville took this one 33-14 over Athens. I expect Athens to rebound. Um, and so with that said, want to get into week two games. Um, and to start off, Plains at Athens. Um, can Athens stop that rushing attack or uh, Plains offensively? Um, can they get going offensively for themselves? 
Uh, Laird was, you know, you didn't see much of him or hear much about him. Uh, week one, same with Noah Tisdale, didn't hear his name a lot. Uh, didn't see a lot from them, um, really notably on either side of the ball. Uh, so they're going to be lo- they're going to be hungry. They're going to be looking for a win. Uh, that's going to be a tough game. Uh, Pittsfield at Auburn. Uh, this is going to be tough for Pittsfield. Auburn's got momentum. Obviously, it's early, but they've got momentum. Uh, they've got some continuity there. Uh, Destin Chance is one of the best players in the area by far. And so that's going to be tough for Pittsfield. Uh, Baroa at New Berlin. Uh, Max Davenport's going to be a player to watch in this game uh, just because of I, I think that they're obviously New Berlin's going to try to tighten some things up defensively, but uh, Max Davenport's a, a special player for Moroa, and I think he's going to have a big game this week. Uh, Porta at North Mac. Uh, Porta was just, I, I thought, just worn down uh, last week by Plains. And can they rebound? Uh, you know how? What's their mindset going into week two? Um, that's going to be a question mark. North Mac, kind of the same thing. Got worn down over time by Maroa. Um, these two teams are are pretty even. This one's going to be a tough one, um, and I, I, you know, it's going to be a dog fight. Uh, this one's at North Mac, and then Williamsville at Riverton. We talked about Riverton's uh, loss week one. Uh, it, honestly, it doesn't get any easier from here, uh, really, throughout the rest of the season. And Williamsville came out firing against Athens. We talked about uh, Cody and his big performance. Um, so with that said, uh, week two picks, I'm going to take uh, Williamsville over Riverton, uh, North Mac over Porta, I think, just with with uh, how they hung tight with Moroa for a while. If they can string that together for an entire game, um, you know, Porta has some some line players, some key line players going both ways, uh, and so how's their conditioning? And we saw that kind of break down uh, week one. I'm going to go with North Mac over Porta, Moroa over New Berlin. Uh, I just think the number one team in two A uh, for the state of Illinois is just going to be too much for New Berlin. Uh, you know, Moroa's got athletes, and I think that they'll spread the ball around. Uh, but I see a big game again from Max Davenport. Uh, Auburn over Pittsfield. Trojans just too athletic, uh, and I think they take that one at home. Uh, and then the game of the week, uh, week two, I'm going to go Plains at Athens. Uh, two teams capable of making deep playoff runs. Uh, Plains is obviously going to look to continue to build on the week one win. Uh, Athens looking to get on the board, and I see, I see Athens taking this one. Uh, just because I think that they're they're gonna go back and and Coach Knox is gonna recalibrate and I think that they're gonna figure out a way to stop Plains offense to the point where I think that they can it's it's gonna be a struggle I think there's gonna be some some clock management maybe um, from from Athens I think that may may be the difference um, but I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and take Athens at home to move to one and one uh, on the season so that's our week two. Uh, We're going to take another quick break, and we'll come right back with the South Central Conference uh, recap and predictions week two. (music) 
All right, so I want to talk the uh, South Central Conference and the Week 1 results and Week 2 predictions and picks. So uh, Week 1, we did go 4-1. and one. The one game we missed on uh, was Piasaw and Roxana. I had the birds taking that one, but credit to the Shells and Coach Pat Keith. Uh, Roxana is 1-0, and oh, and they looked good uh, Week 1 uh, against the birds. Uh, so... Uh, every other game, we, we, we nailed it. Uh, Staunton over Litchfield, Vandalia over Gillespie, Carlinville over Hillsboro, and uh, Pena over Greenville. And that was our game of the week. Pena, uh, Greenville was at Pena. And uh, so this one started out probably as bad as Pena could have imagined. Uh, opening kickoff return for a touchdown for the Comets, and Pena gets the ball back, turns it over. Greenville immediately drives, and it has a first and goal inside Pena's uh, 10, at least. That may have been even the 5, uh, and they're looking at maybe a two-score deficit. Pena defense steps up, stops him on four downs. Uh, you think, okay, momentum's in your favor. Pena, even though they got the ball back on offense, is still pinned back on their goal line, and they give up a safety. So Greenville is now up 9 to nothing with the ball, uh, and again, Painted defense plays out of their mind pretty much the rest of the game. Greenville doesn't score until the fourth quarter. Pena has some big plays, and Pena ends up taking it 28-21, and it probably wasn't even that close, really. Uh, Greenville got a late score to, to bridge that, uh, that gap and make it look a little bit closer than it was, but uh, big game for Jack Armstrong, filling the shoes of Jacob Beeson. Uh, 186 passing, 162 rushing, so... He's, you know, that that quarterback position of Pena has, it's not skipping a beat in transition there. And from uh, what Jack Armstrong was saying, basically Beeson was there to walk him through and 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 guide him kind of along all along the way as the game went on. Uh, that those are the things you love to hear. Uh, you know, older players coming back or graduated players coming back and helping the program. Uh, when they're not obligated to, when they don't have to, that's building a great culture there in Pena. And so it's very good to see that. But uh, Pena came away with a week one win, big win to start the season. And uh, so you can kind of see the conference uh, starting to take shape there, even after one week. Uh, week two, we've got Carlinville at Gillespie. Greenville is at Staunton. Hillsboro at Vandalia. Piasaw Southwestern is at Litchfield, and Pena is at Roxana. So uh, for my week two picks, I'm going to well, I'm going to start with Carlinville, and I'm going to take them over Gillespie. Uh, so Carlinville over you know Hillsborough last week, a big time performance from uh, Jerry Easterday and uh, Kyle Dixon. Jerry Easterday, two sixty six passing. Uh, through the air, and so obviously putting up big-time numbers. Kyle Dixon at 132 receiving. Kyle Dixon, an impact player on both sides of the ball, caused his three fumbles last week. Uh, so, you know, obviously a, a major player to watch going forward throughout the rest of the year. And uh, and and so Cavaliers rolled, and I, can see, I, I continue to see them to roll this week over Gillespie. Uh, Greenville, I'm going to take over Staunton. Greenville, again, they played it tough for a lot of the game last week in Pena. Uh, that didn't quite reflect that way on the scoreboard until late. Uh, and so, 
you know, that's Greenville football is, is very tough. It's a very tough brand of football and they, they play aggressive. Uh, they, they almost to their detriment, they, they had a couple personal foul penalties last week. Uh, just, you know, playing their style of ball. Um, you know, you hate to see the penalty portion of that and you hate to see injuries involved in those things, but, um, Greenville's going to, going to play in your face and they're going to, they're going to hit you hard. Um, and so they're going to, I think they're going to take that over Staunton this week. A player to watch in this one, Staunton running back Drew Molinix, 176 on the ground last week versus Litchfield. So can he get established in this game going forward and, and add to that total over the season? Uh, so I'm going to take Greenville on that one. Uh, Vandalia over Hillsboro. I think that Vandalia's offense uh, is just a little bit too much for Hillsboro right now. And uh, Hillsboro, tough week one, uh, you know, with, with getting Carlinville right out of the gate. Um, but Vandalia's going to look to move to 2-0, and and I think they will. Uh Piasaw, I'm going to take over Litchfield. We've talked to, you know, at, we talked in week one about Litchfield's low numbers. It's been well documented. Uh, questions around whether or not they're even going to be able to field a team or have a program this year. Uh, and so, you know, I think that that's something to, uh, to you know, to make note of. I don't think you can just dismiss that. Um, I've heard that they're going to be getting some players back. This week, uh, they, they had 15 last week and, and possibly up to close to 30 maybe this week. Obviously, that's going to help them tremendously and, and, and kids playing both ways. I, I, unfortunately, I don't think it's going to be enough for them. And I've got Piasaw taking that one. And then I've got Pena uh, over Roxana. This is the only game in the conference this week where both teams are, are 1-0, have wins. Came away with wins week one. Uh, Pena lost some key players to injury, and we talked about you know some of those personal fouls against Greenville caused some of these things. Um, and so Pena is going to be missing some impact guys. I think this week um, one was was questionable to return, and the other one's doubtful. With it being this early in the season, I don't know that they're going to try to risk anything, and I don't think that they would put um, you know anybody's health in question or in jeopardy or anything like that. I think when it comes down to if there's any question at all, those those players are going to sit, um, and I think they should. But um, you know they're going to have to have some other kids step up, and I think that they're going to want to have more of an established running game this week rather than just have to rely on. Jack Armstrong to really do mo- you know most of the heavy lifting on offense. I think they're going to look to get Lane Perry going, and uh, so I'll be looking forward to that. But I've got Pena taking this one uh, over Roxanne and the Shells. Game of the week in the South Central I have is Hillsborough at Vandalia. I think it's going to be the closest game. Again, I think Gillespie played uh, Vandalia a little bit more tough uh, than than maybe even Vandalia expected or anybody else really expected in the conference or anybody following the conference. I think you look at that score last week and you look at the box score as each quarter went on and there wasn't much separation at any one point in time. Nobody jumped out to a huge lead and then uh, another team caught up or anything like that. It was it was pretty tight wire to wire uh, and I think the difference might have been in the third quarter uh, for uh, Vandalia but Hillsborough if they can you know they might have some better athletes than Gillespie. I'm not. I'm not exactly sure. Um, but Hillsborough is always tough. They always play hard, um, and so if they can follow somewhat of a similar blueprint as the Miners had last week, 
and I don't know all the circumstances around Vandalia and and how they played, um, but you've got to think that if Hillsbrook and company were close to what Gillespie did last week with Vandalia, um, that they're going to have a chance to to pull that one out. So I've got that as my game of the week in the South Central. Um, that's really kind of uh, a recap of uh, the South Central Conference Week 2, Week 1. And we're going to take another quick break, and we're going to wrap this up here on the Land of Lincoln Prep Football Podcast. All right, so uh, to wrap this up real quickly, I want to talk about a couple other teams in the area that we are um, paying attention to or I'm paying attention to outside of the three conferences we talk about on a regular basis. Uh, first one I wanted to talk about was Taylorville. Uh, took a W against uh, Mount Vernon. I believe that was at Mount Vernon. And uh, Brandon Odom looked uh, it looked like he had a nice game. Uh, Taylorville picking up right where they left off to end the year last year. And so uh, good work by the Tornadoes week one. Uh, and they start 1-0. St. Teresa uh, took a, uh, I believe they were at home versus Tri-Valley. Jacardier Wright, one of the players we talked about um, week one, 161 on 21 carries and a touchdown. Uh, had, a, I think, a 62-yard run there. A uh, nice long run. And uh, Jack Hogan, quarterback for St. Teresa, looked, looked really well. I think a lot of, of attention was obviously focused on uh, right and uh, Jack Hogan. Credit to Jack Hogan. He he burnt Tri Valley a couple times on uh, some runs and and through the air. He, Jack Hogan looked good, uh, quarterback for St. Teresa. That's a that's another one to watch uh, as we go forward. Uh, and then Shelbyville, Shelbyville lost a ton, and uh, wasn't sure kind of how they would rebound. Um, lost their uh, senior quarterback and Turner Poland. Um, and it looks like they they took a, a win in week one against Pawnee. Uh, so they've started 1-0, and from everything I heard about Shelbyville, they looked like um, maybe they're going to have to adapt a little bit, but for the most part, uh, the Rams are, are playing their game. And that's a team that uh, maybe in this area hasn't gotten maybe as much coverage as they should have uh, over the last couple of years. I believe... I want to say back-to-back semis, semifinals um, for, for Shelbyville and beaten by Maroa both times. Um, that's tough. I mean, you're one game away from Champagne and DeKalb, and then you run into the Trojans, and uh, unfortunately for them, season was over. But a um, couple of great years, and they've strung some great, you know, great seasons together. Uh, Shelbyville is going to be tough as we go forward in the year, and I think you'll see them make another – uh, run maybe not necessarily as deep as where Poland led them because Poland was just a he was a fantastic talent. But Shelbyville still has players and uh, a very very high uh, level impact guy in Kentrell back on the outside. But uh, you know Shelbyville's had a lot to replace, so they're going to continue to try to work to uh, get to that same level. Uh, Shelbyville team to watch as we go on, but. Uh, just with that said, I want to uh, real quickly wrap up for uh, week two uh, and that game of the week in, in the Central State 8, uh, Glenwood at SHG is going to be where it's at. Got to be one of the most attended games probably in the state 
this week, and there's going to be no uh, lack of coverage or shortage of coverage on that game. And I believe Channel 1450's done a hype piece around that game. If you haven't seen that yet, check that out. Um, I'm sure it's posted to their Twitter, Facebook, and on their website. Um, go check that out because I'm sure it's it's great. And uh, another big game in the Sangamo, uh, Plains and Athens. If Plains can start two and zero, then they're gonna they're gonna give just about anybody, uh, regardless of whether they win this week or not, they're gonna give anybody trouble. Um, Williamsville, Maroa, they're gonna give all those teams trouble based on what we saw week one, with what they have on the ground as well as what they can do in the air. And so if if they can start this one two and zero. Uh, watch out for the Cardinals going forward, and then Athens. They don't, obviously they don't want to get in that zero and two hole, um, so they're going to be doing everything they can to to keep from that. Obviously, uh, that's not the start you want to the season, and definitely not in a very very tough conference in what the Sangamo is. But uh, that's another game that's going to be very interesting, and we'll be paying close attention to that one. So. I uh, want to thank everybody for, if you've gotten to this point, or if you've listened to any of this, really, um, thank you for joining me week two. Again, this is, you know, this is something I love to talk about, so, you know, any suggestions or feedback is obviously welcome. Um, you know, you can tweet me, DM me. Um, I'm on Twitter, at WRJeffers10. But again, thank you for joining me this week. We'll be back next week here on the Land of Lincoln Prep Football Podcast.